Hi everyone, here we go again. Uh, another episode of the Raw Potato Podcast. Today I'm here with me and me. Uh, Tasha's not joining because I'm going to be talking about a topic that I've been interested in all my life. And that topic is about resilience, you know, being tougher than the toughest circumstances we find ourselves in. Uh, especially in you know when we go through this journey through entrepreneurship you know things are really tough you never know what's going to happen uh shit hits the fan all the time uh there's so much to do there's so much stress and you know how how do you handle it you know how can you well not be overwhelmed really by by everything that's going on around you so that's what today's podcast is all about and really you know the, the the big problem about entrepreneurship is is uncertainty right i mean we we don't know what's going to happen i mean is our business going to do well is our business going to fail if you start a restaurant is it are you going to have customers are you going to have chef problems if you're starting a social enterprise are you really making a difference will you know people buy things from you will people support you Will you be able to hire the right staff? I mean, there's just so much that we don't know that if we don't train our brain, if we don't look at things, you know, with an optimistic viewpoint. And of course, you know, it's more than optimism. But if we don't look at things with an optimistic viewpoint, then, wow, um, we are in for a very, very hard ride. Right. So, you know, the big problem with entrepreneurship is uncertainty. You know, there's a few things you can do to kind of get over that. Uh, you know, the, the other thing is that, you know, the big problem with entrepreneurship is, you know, the feeling that no matter what we do, you know, it really isn't ever enough. It really doesn't matter if we work 24 hours a day or if we work 36 hours a day or, you know, it's, it's just never enough. There's never enough time to do everything. There's never enough time to finish everything. Things are just a little bit never good enough, uh, and, and you know it's it, it's the the business always asks more of us than we can give, and then you know there's the feeling of inadequacy that you know we are in truth really unprepared, and because we're unprepared, you know there's that lingering lingering th- thought at the back of you know, the, my head that, you know, maybe we don't deserve success, right? We, we're not prepared enough. We're, we're not doing enough. And no, we're really just not good enough. So I guess, the, you know, the question is, how do we get over that feeling of inadequacy? How do we get over that um, that feeling that whatever we do is, is, is never enough? And how do we get over that uncertainty of the future? And you know, you couple this with leadership issues and teamwork problems, and you know, I'm, you know, I'm working with my wife uh, on small potato, and that adds a whole different dimension to uh, the relationship, right? Um, to the working relationship. You know, they say don't work with your wife uh, in, in business or heck, even in work. But um, even though we have our moments, I hope to prove that wrong. So, how do we handle these emotions? You know, how do we um, raise our emotional resilience? How do we be tougher than 
know, the toughest circumstances that we face. Well, uh, over the years, I've learned a few, uh, a few tricks. The first trick is tell a different story. I mean, it really is that simple. Whatever we're thinking about what's happening to us, and if we're feeling down about it, all we have to do is to change our story. And you know, let me just you know, share an example of, 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 of this. So two people uh, are in an office building in KL. You know, this is before the move, move, movement controls, right? It's a Friday evening. Uh, these two people, they are standing in the same office, staring out the same window when it suddenly rains, right? And this huge cat and dog kind of rain. The, the, the first guy... He goes, uh, oh my God, this is horrible. I'm going to take hours to get home and uh, you know, I'm going to be hungry and um, this is horrible. And so he, he gets in his car and curses all the way back in traffic, almost gets in an accident, reaches home and takes it out on his family. All that frustration comes pff, right out. Uh, he proceeds to have a horrible Friday night. Uh, and that just stays with the whole family for the rest of the weekend, uh, making it a terrible weekend. And so, you know, if you have a terrible weekend, you'll have a horrible Monday. Then this person too, who is in the same building, looking out the same window, it starts raining, everything's the same, the circumstances are all the same, but he thinks, Oh, if I get home tonight, I'll have steamboat. A nice, you know, in the cold night, a nice warm bowl, steaming bowl of steamboat with fish balls and cabbage. Oh my gosh, that's what I want to eat. Uh, <laughs> um, so the first, uh, this, the second person, right, um, gets on his car, looks forward to getting home. Yeah, sure, he's stuck in traffic, but you know, he's seen traffic, right? What can you do about it? Uh, reaches home, gives his wife a kiss, gives his kids a, a big hug. Uh, they eat dinner a little bit late, and you know, that's okay. Uh, they have a great night, good weekend, fantastic Monday. And there's, there's nothing different between the two of them. I mean, there really isn't. The only difference is one thought, screw this weather, this is horrible. Why does this always happen to me? Well, the second person tells a different story. And that story is, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go back home and have a uh, steamboat dinner. And that's all it is, right? And you know, it's the same thing in our journey through entrepreneurship. I mean, absolutely the same thing. I mean, shit is going to happen to us all the time. I'm mean, no exceptions, you know? It's, it's gonna happen, guys, um, to all of us. And all the time, when things like that happen and, and we tell a negative story, that story is like a snowball, right? It goes down a hill and it keeps collecting snow until it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And as the snowball becomes bigger, each problem compounds on one another until one day we're like, you know, screw this, and we're done, uh, fed up. Um, and, you know, we, uh, we either give up or... We get so frustrated, we take it out on uh, our spouse, our family, our staff. But there's an opportunity to tell a different story, right? When these circumstances, when these circumstances happen, we take a step back and we ask ourselves, wait a minute. 
is there a different story to be told? Which brings me out to you know part number two of this podcast, or point number two on how you can get the better of your emotions. So the first one is tell a different story. The second one is to examine if your thoughts are actually the truth, if what you're thinking is actually true. Because you know, guys, truth is a bendable concept, right? You know what's true to you is not true to me. Some people believe in God, some people don't. You know, for these two different camps, the truth is it's totally, absolutely different, right? Not only is, is, is the story of God different, uh, the story of existence is different, purpose is different, everything's different, okay? And so if truth is bendable and malleable, then with the same Prince, I mean, the, the, same, the same idea you could take to every story you're telling yourself. If only person number one in that, you know, reigning in KL Friday evening story, if only he took that time and asked, wait a minute, is it true that uh, I'm going to be stuck in the jam for hours? Is it true that I'm going to be really hungry? The first person could examine his thoughts and because he examines his thoughts he can then change the truth behind what he thinks is the truth so the way to do this is and i'm a huge fan of uh, byron katie's work right if you haven't read her book uh, uh check it out byron katie uh <laughs> i forgot the name the name of her book um i think it's called the work right but what she does is she brings people through this process of of discovering the truth, or at least the truth that helps you, right? And what she does is, uh, it's, it's a series of questions. And so if a negative thought comes to your head, you know, whatever that negative thought is, whether it's about work or your spouse or, or your colleague or uh, a business or circumstances, whatever negative thought that comes in your head, if you want to change that negative thought and to be empowered instead, what you can do is you can ask yourself, is this thought true right and usually if that first question alone people will be like well you know not necessarily right and you know then you know we get out of trouble we don't go down this spiral of emotional uh, uh anxiety so that's the first question right is it you know is this thought true uh, in many cases uh, that gets you out of trouble um but if let's say it doesn't get you out of trouble and you're like yeah yeah you know um, uh, yeah, my thought is, my negative thought is true, you know, uh, my, 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 my colleagues are ganging up on me, or my boss is being an idiot, or, well, in this case, uh, my, my, uh, employees are, uh, being disrespectful of me, or, you know, the idea is to examine that. So, is it true? If we're like, yes, it is. Then we ask, um, is it really true? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. No, really, really. So Byron Katie actually brings us through this process. Uh, she asks the same question again. This time is, is it really true? And that, again, stops us in our tracks for a moment. And we think about our thought again. Can it be untrue? By this time, for a majority of people, they'll be like, okay, this is not true. There's a different way to think about this. Maybe they, you know, my staff just don't have the skills to be able to pull off whatever we need to do or whatnot. 
Um, but let's say, you know, the second question doesn't do it for you, right? You're still feeling negative. You still have these negative thoughts, poisonous thoughts. The third question you can ask is, so, okay, so the first question is, is it true? Second question is, is this really true? The third question is, what are you without that thought? How do you feel without that thought? So if you didn't have that negative emotion and that negative thought, how would you feel? And this brings us through a different realm. And we start thinking, wait a minute, okay, do I really want this thought in my head? If I don't, then maybe I need to start thinking differently. And by the time you get to question uh, three, right? Again, you know, for most people, uh, they're like, okay, this is enough. And then we can then go back to uh, a point number one, which is tell a different story. And we tell ourselves a different story. And from that first person who looks at the rain and goes, screw this weather, this person can then become person number two who goes, I'm going home for a nice steamboat dinner. Right, so that's uh, so number one, again, on how we can uh, handle our uh, emotions uh, to become more resilient. Number one is to tell a different story. And number two is to examine if our thoughts are, are, is indeed true. Number three is a bit morbid because think, okay, look, things are going to get very, very hard. And sometimes no matter how many tricks you throw into our emotional negativity, it's still there. And, you know, many times we'll question, look, should we even continue doing this business? So the third point, you know, the third trick really I'd like to to use, and I actually used this to quit smoking uh, years ago. I used to smoke a pack a day. Uh, I was a civil engineer back then. Uh, I wanted to quit because my lungs felt really weird. You know, I, you know, got to that point, but I couldn't. Right, I couldn't uh, quit smoking simply because I enjoyed the process and thought of smoking too much to quit it, even though I wanted to quit. Um, and so trick number three is to really think about death. And yes, I understand this is morbid, but I met this uncle, uh, in the hospital about, I don't know, a decade ago. My friend, she, uh, she's from KK, if I'm not mistaken, Kota Kinabalu, Okuching. Oops. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, should I have mistaken those two cities, but you know, <laughs> I don't really remember. She came from the east coast of Malaysia. She was in uh, in university hospital here in Kuala Lumpur because her dad was dying of cancer. And, you know, um, she told me about it. I went to the hospital and, and I happened to be alone with um, her dad for for a while. And, you know, oh gosh, um, you know, what do you say to someone who's, who has, you know, stage four cancer, right? And the doctors told him he had only a few few more weeks to live. And true enough, I mean, you really did only live for a few more weeks, it turns out. You know, and, and when you're alone, if someone is going gonna, gonna to die, what do, you, what do you talk to this person about? And what do you say? Right? It, hmm. And so somehow I asked a very, I mean, even today I think it's a strange question. I asked... Now, do you have any advice for young people? I mean, I was quite a bit younger back then. Um, and he said, do what you want to do. 
live your life. He looked at me and he said, I'm not ready to die. There's so much I haven't done. I mean, what do you say? How, how do you react? But that, that seed of a thought really stayed in my head. And really, I mean, if we think about it, right? I mean, we only have one life to live. I mean, that, I mean, really, that's it. If we're not gonna, if we're not gonna give it a real shot, right? If we're not gonna, I mean, if we live life with fear, we're not going to be able to do the things we need to do or we want to do. But if we live life without fear, if we, if we, if we could only understand our mortality and that the time in in this world is really limited and that money really is only a concept that I mean that you can't take with you anyway then thinking about death is probably the most powerful weapon you have against against negativity it's just so funny you think of the most negative thing in the world right and that makes you think about negative things less <laughs> so number one you know you try to tell yourself a different story and number two, I mean, if you can't, then number two, you examine if your thoughts really are the truth. And if it's not the truth, you end up telling us, going back to number one and telling yourself a different story. And number three really is the uh, big, the nuclear option, right? You think of death. And you think of how short life really is. And, and that, you know, for, for most people is, is really rocket fuel for for positivity and, and you know, rocket fuel for going to the future. And, and number four, you know, really the final one and uh, something that, um, you know, I can't encourage enough is, you know, really to surround ourselves with, uh, with other entrepreneurs. And, you know, for, for those of you really who are looking at starting your first business, generally you're not surrounded by entrepreneurs. Because, well, I mean, you're, you've been working for someone for many years, you've been going from company to company, all your friends, colleagues, uh, and chances are most of your relatives are all, um, you know, employed. And there's a huge difference between uh, the mindset of entrepreneurs and the mindset of someone who's really employed in a you know, somewhat steady job. Entrepreneurs have no choice but to be optimistic about their future i mean they are they generally like that right they they have to be optimistic otherwise they wouldn't even start uh their their, their business and because they're optimistic right um they think about the world differently and entrepreneurs are also different because they don't look at problems as problems you know for most people they run away from problems right but entrepreneurs are like firemen when they see fire and they see a problem they run to the problem and simply because without problems right you know there really isn't any business to do there isn't really anything to solve there isn't really any money to be made there really isn't even any difference to be made so you know like how a firefighter wouldn't have any work to do if there isn't any fires entrepreneurs relish the idea of running to a fire running to a problem and really trying to solve it and that attitude itself means that if you take advice from 
well, most entrepreneurs, I wouldn't say all, right? Some are, some are assholes and they, they discourage you, but they're, they're really the minority. And the majority of entrepreneurs are positive-minded um, and they want to encourage you because they know how they started as well and they know the challenges and the big problems that you are going to face as you start out. So, you know, hang out with entrepreneurs and coincidentally, what's going to happen is that as you hang out with entrepreneurs, they're going to help you to tell a different story as well uh, about what your journey is going to be. So, you know, let's, let's backtrack and, you know, go through that, this four again. You know, if you want to be able to better handle your emotions, uh, to build your emotional resilience, here are a few tricks, you know, number one, you tell a different story. And if you're having trouble, then you go to number two and examine if your thoughts are the truth. Uh, and, you know, usually that does the trick and you end up telling yourself a different story. Number three, you know, just the nuclear option. You think of death and how fleeting and short really all our lives are. And number four, you surround yourself with uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, or, heck, you know, any positive-minded person. Lah, that, that, but positive, but there's a there's catch to this, right? Not positive at all expense, right? They have to be able to tell you the truth of what they think. So surround yourself with entrepreneurs and positive people who will give you real feedback. And I think you're set. I, I think you would be in a much better position in a much um, stronger emotional platform, uh, a, a far stronger emotional base to be able to start your own business, make a difference to the world you live in, and impact not just your life, but you know, to the lives of, of thousands of people. So with that, you know, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing this podcast. Maybe I should do it without my wife more often. No! Okay, maybe not. See you guys next time.